Hello and welcome to the Lifestyle Podcast, a place where we talk about all things holistic living, personal growth, mindset, career, and more. Here we have open-minded conversations that will inspire you to lead with your intuition and go from dreaming to doing. I'm your host, Erin, and I cannot wait to share this journey with you. So let's hop on into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to a brand new episode of the podcast. I am excited for today's episode because we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, astrology. So if you are an astrology nerd, then you have come to the right place and you will thoroughly enjoy this episode as well. So I'm actually joined for the second time with Astrologer Eve. So I had her on the podcast a little while back. So that was episode 30. So if you missed that one, I would definitely recommend going back and giving it a little bit of a listen because that is an episode where we touched on all of the basics of astrology. So we touched on, you know, what it means if you're just looking at your chart for the very first time and you have no idea where to begin. You know, we touched on the importance of the sun, the moon, and your rising sign. We touched on the elements, so earth, air, fire, and water, like what all of those really mean. Um, And we also touched on the planets and the houses. So basically all of the basics if you were to draw up your birth chart for the very first time like how to even begin starting to unpack that sort of thing and yeah i would definitely recommend listening to that if you are interested in this topic just because you will get a lot of insight um, from that episode eve is incredibly knowledgeable about astrology i actually had my own birth chart read by her a few years ago when i was going through my saturn return i was just extremely lost in life and i ended up booking a reading to have my birth chart read by her and i just became obsessed because i couldn't believe just how accurately she was describing my life based on my birth chart and i think astrology can be such an incredible tool for self-awareness and to learn a little bit more about yourself and have it all sort of laid out in front of you. So that's kind of what we'll talk about a little bit more within this episode as well. And Eve is just one of those people who she, as I said, she's incredibly knowledgeable about the topic and she also just has the most calming presence. So it's just, it's really great to have a listen. So make yourself a hot cup of tea, you know, get comfortable and we're gonna unpack within this episode. We are diving deep into evolutionary astrology so more like your soul's purpose within this lifetime and how that correlates to your birth chart so we'll be talking a lot about the north node and the south node of the moon now the north node and the south node of the moon they're sort of like points of like an axis point around the moon and they are said to be you know the south node is said to be your soul's past and more of what you're stuck in and trying to break out of, whereas the North Node is where you want to have that expansion and that growth within this lifetime. So if that sounds interesting to you, then you're going to love this episode. And without further ado, let's hop on into it. Thank you so much, Eve, for coming back on the podcast with me. I'm so excited for a little bit of a round two. 
Um, I thought we could just start off. If you wanted to just give yourself a little quick introduction for anyone who may have missed the, the first episode, just let us know a little about you and exactly what it is that you do. And then we'll dive into the juicy astrology stuff after that. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back speaking with you, Erin. Uh, so I'm, um, I'm Evelyn and I'm an astrologer and I have been since, uh, since my 20s, so a couple of decades now. And I work with people, I do mostly one-on-one -on -one consultations online um, because of COVID before I was uh, more in person. So I work with, I have clients all over the world um, and we do, I do mostly birth chart readings. So working with people going deep into their chart, exploring their gifts and their challenges and uh, something called there's the evolutionary and astrology, the soul's journey as well. And so that's deep and meaningful work. And people, for the most part, also do a lot of follow-ups. So it almost becomes like I am almost like an astrological coach, I suppose. That's a more modern term. But when you're really working closely with somebody and we use the chart in a lot of creative ways to help people find their way and find the most joy and to kind of source out what's the most meaningful purpose, you know, to themselves, their lives, so that they can feel fulfilled. So I do that. And I'm also a body worker and, and more the um, Kingston, Perth, Ottawa areas, Wakefield, Quebec. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And when we recorded our first episode a little while back, we really dove into all of the basics of astrology. We touched on, you know, your moon sign, your sun sign, your rising signs and we went into the different elements all of the basics and like how to sort of get the basics down on your chart if you wanted to read it on your own or just a 101 for everyone and for this episode I yeah I really 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 wanted to dive into the evolutionary side of things as well as you know, finding your soul's purpose through astrology. And I know that's a big part of what it is that you do. And I think understanding the basics of astrology is like setting the foundation. And this kind of adds that extra layer to it. But as you said, you know, a lot of people come to you when they are trying to find that that purpose or that meaning within their life. And this can be one of those tools that's a really great thing for trying to uncover that and like peel back all those onion layers. So can you explain a little bit what exactly is evolutionary astrology? Yeah, so it's a really good question because what is it? There are kind of two schools of evolutionary astrology for people who want to maybe read books or what have you to understand more. There's like the Stephen Forrest School of Astrology and um, Evolutionary Astrology. And so he's really digs, digs deep into the nodes and the rulers of the nodes and um, really working through understanding how the nodes reflect our, uh, our karma and our destiny. And, but also very much um, putting free will right into the hands of people. Um, and so he's very modern that way as well. Then there is Jeffrey Wolf Green who has like the book of Pluto and he he also was one of the first astrologers to sort of coin evolutionary astrology as well and he also uses a lot of Pluto a lot of the Pluto the placement of Pluto and the polarity point of Pluto in the birth chart so th those are the two schools let's say um, it's a relatively new term uh, 
in astrological circles, you know, as you know, astrology is quite ancient. So there's like Hellenistic astrology, Jungian astrology, there is, um, you know, modern astrology, shamanistic astrology. So it's one of those types of divisions. The evolutionary astrology is one of them. Now, what we focus on um, with evolutionary astrology is the soul and the soul's journey. And I'm definitely of the Stephen Forrest um, camp. Uh, although I did study actually officially with the uh, Jeffrey Wolf Green School. And so when we are looking at the soul and the soul's journey, you think, well, why? Right. <laughs> Ultimately, what we're looking at is to feel fulfilled in life. And sometimes if we can get like this eagle's eye view of that, that thread that runs through the life, like we're born, there's already a story there behind the eyes. And that story, it's a bit of a mystery where that story comes from, whether that is um, passed down through the ancestral line, or if it really is a, a case for reincarnation and that the soul is come back and it has a lot of soul memories and then also I think it's also maybe a mixture of both and what we do is we explore that story because then we really understand what sort of habits or patterns that we are repeating because we all kind of know we're repeating patterns right it's a that's a psychological thing for sure like oh my god here I am doing that again and a lot of times it's something that really was born in our youth or it's something that's very instinctual and it's how we perceive even our childhood experience but you know as as it happens um, we tend to draw in families or parents or circumstances in our youth that does continue to replay um, part of the wounds that the soul comes in with. And that's all this, the domain of the South Node, by the way. And so ultimately what we want to do is we want to evolve, uh, hence the term evolutionary astrology. Let's evolve. And as we do so, we're wanting to understand more of the North Node and seeing it as a place, place of focus to grow and stretch and kind of move along right instead of staying stuck so it's a journey and um so evolutionary astrology really focuses on that north node and the south node and um the soul's overarching journey essentially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if you're i'm curious because what i know to be about evolutionary astrology is basically the north and the south node Mm -hmm. but when i look at my chart like i don't know how to really unpack that further and be like okay but what what does this mean about my past and what does this mean about my future so like how can we dive into that and know like okay this is where i'm coming from these are sort of the Mm -hmm. patterns i don't want to be repeating and how can Mm -hmm. we figure out like where we're supposed to be going and like really embark into that yeah totally it's so helpful just to start with the nodes there's definitely layers right we you know like I mentioned earlier like the ruler of the nodes or you know and we can throw a little bit of Pluto and all of this to fully get a, a greater sense of the evolutionary like the soul's journey but just starting simply with the nodes is enough so what we want to do is first of all we want to understand you know we have to put like this some sort of sense that that indeed there is something greater right this there is like there is something more eternal about us you know we have to be in that space when we're really looking at the nodes and the what the nodes are is they're the nodes of the moon and they're not actually planets first of all they're essentially like 
points uh, of intersection. And it's like all about the relationship between the sun and the moon and the earth. And when we're looking at the south node, we're really understanding that that is something that the emotions have carried over, right? So the heart and the emotions can carry over through lifetimes, but the, the memory, the mercury doesn't, right? That our, our mind, our rational mind doesn't carry over. So that's why we don't have memories of it, but we have an emotional memory pull and again, patterning that does carry over. So when we're looking at our south node, which, um, you know, in most charts, they'll have only the north node indicated. So um, like if you're just drawing up a chart on astro.com or even cafe astrology or anything like that, usually it's it's usually just the north node. Um, so just in case you're like, I don't know how to find my south node, it's always 180 degrees opposite. So it's always, we're dealing with polarities here. So let's say your north node is at two degrees Taurus. Your south node will be the opposite sign, which is Scorpio. Scorpio and Taurus are opposites. And it'll be two degrees Scorpio. So just in case um, you can't find it in the chart. So when we're exploring, let's say we'll use that as an example though. So south node's two degrees Scorpio. So basically, you're going to think of all the Scorpio themes, right? You can even just research Scorpio even outside of the nodes. You know, you can Google, of course, South Node Scorpio, but you can also just go, okay, so what I got to learn more about Scorpio. So it's like, yeah, the soul memory has a lot of issues around intensity, uh, jealousy, betrayal themes, power, you know, looking for power and, and wanting to protect oneself. It's a water sign. So my soul has known this subjective and emotional experiences and they've been more intense, right? And so just understanding that then you can go deeper. What house is it in? So let's say it's in the um, fourth house, which is the house of family and home then you know, okay, there's some complication there around family and home, you know, and, and it's intense as well because it's in the sign of Scorpio and it's emotional and maybe there's hidden things and the home life and our family um, for good or for bad, right? It can, it can overtake us, right? It can be overwhelming. It's like, no, do what the family, do what the family does or what's the family narrative or history we um let's say mcdonald's or like jones's people we you know we marry and we don't advance in society or whatever what, there might be just this unspoken family tendency and so people who have a south node in the fourth house have to be very careful that they don't repeat that over and over again so we're looking at this and we're understanding it that sure there may be some gifts and it could be kind of natural right so if someone can really like if they have a south node in Scorpio, they could be very deep they could um, be a strong force for healing they could hold space for other people who are going through dark challenging times but there is an excess and there is this it's it's uh, holding people people back kind of repeating the same thing and it's complicated so there is an urge to grow so that's the evolutionary flow that moves to Taurus and what Taurus is known for as an example again is that it's it's about simplicity right Taurus is about like 
we're here, we're humans, <laughs> you know, where's the food, where's the shelter, um, what are the pleasures, I'm in the body, I'm really, you know, there's a certain calm and simplicity about being a Taurus, and someone who's got that stormy emotional memory, if they're following their North Node is to go, hey, that, I'm done with that, my soul has done a lot of that, sure, I can still hold space for other people, it's not like a complete abandonment, because it's a skill, like it's a, well, it's more than a skill, it's like a, it's an ability, right, um, and it's natural, but it's like, no, this lifetime, I am here to know the Taurus, so then just to explore Taurus as a sign, you know, oh, enjoy food, enjoy pleasure, be in the body, easy does it, you know, um, enjoy, uh, enjoy art, and life doesn't have to be intense and complicated and constantly in a state of death and rebirth because that's also part of the Scorpio story mm -hmm. instead Taurus I always see is the builders right growing like growing food growing their lives steady staying with it and 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 you know giving things time to really you know root down and be stable and secure so in readings when people hear their north node usually there's tears right mm -hmm. or usually it's just a relief like yes that's what I want I'm ready for that I'm ready for that growth I'm ready to feel like I'm ready to depart from all of the south node story whether you know in Scorpio of course I just pick kind of the most intense one but it's it it, it nevertheless it's very personal and people really do really sense that how rewarding fulfilling what a breath of fresh air their north node is mm. that answer your question uh, and then of course the house that falls in if I were to do the opposite, the 10th is just to say the 10th house is our house of career and our, our social standing and our mission in life. So instead of the South Node being the fourth, allowing family and home and duties in that way to encompass and like, um, you know, take from our lives. Instead, the 10th house tells us, no, prioritize your career. Prior, you, there's something about you that you're meant to be out there doing something instead of just staying tucked away at home. You're meant to be making a difference in the world. You're meant to follow your, your mission, whether your family likes it or not, or wants you to do it or not. It's That's irrelevant. Don't let yourself get sucked back in. That's a red flag. South Node is red flag territory. So if you feel like you're exhibiting some of the tendencies of the South Node, whatever sign or even, you know, um, the house, go, mm, i got to be careful there. That's a slippery slope for me, right? And it does have like this magnetic hold on you. Whereas the North Node, it's sort of like, open doors like go go but it's not as easy because it's uncharted territory we're not mm. as familiar with that energy so we have to really work at it you know and it and it doesn't pull us in it's just a good idea that's a, one of the things Stephen Forrest says it's a great idea you know but whether we do it or not is depends like how conscious we are um not, and, and astrology gives you a leg up like like many things astrology does help always because it is like a map a road map right uh, to our lives or it adds light you know to a path when we are going towards that um north node and we're we 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 don't always have words for it, but we tend to know that we feel better. You know, it, it just, it starts to like, it feels satisfying, even though it's work. And a lot of times as well as when I do a reading, people will look at their, I'll tell them their North Node. And so many times people will be like, oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's like a relief as well as at times like, oh man, that's like, 
that's work. You know, that's pushing me out of my comfort zone. And, and quite literally it is, you know, the soul hasn't really known it. So um, it has that, that mixed sort of energy. It's like, that will feel good, but boy, oh boy, do I really want to do that work? So, yeah. The uncharted territory. <laughs> yeah. The uncharted territory. Yeah. But it, it pushes us, you know, pushes us to grow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's, would that be like why our soul came during this carnation? Because I'm very much a believer in past lives and, and reincarnation and everything. So our soul sort of chooses like that, or is it another thing I was curious to in past lives, like was our South node, our North node in our past life? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a really good question. It could be, but somehow, um, but it would also be that we kind of did it wrong after a certain point, right? Cause then it's yeah. like, that becomes the wound. I, I think that essentially as we move along, like it's, I think we just keep going in circles. Like it, we keep going in spirals is a better term. Mm. Um, and so we revisit, like we, you know, that place, you're right. It might've been something to develop. And then after a while, we're ready to grow it. And then it becomes more wounding if we're, you know, replaying stuck it, in it. Yeah. stuck in it. And, and then we've got to carry on, you know, carry on with the cycle. I was curious yeah. about that. I always wondered that. And yeah. Like how do, cause then yeah, the North node and the South node of the moon are big key indicators, but how do like the planets sort of play into the evolutionary part of it? Because I know you mentioned Pluto is, mm-hmm. is a big player in all of this. So what sort of part does, does Pluto play? Well, this is really based on different astrologers opinions. Um, mm. This one, uh, this one is, you know, I see Pluto as another facet of the soul and the soul's journey and what we're really here to um, heal. And, and it can represent that. And same with the moon, like it's all really karmic, you know, like the, the whole chart is, you know, we, and I think, yeah, the, this whole, like, did we sort of choose our chart? Cause this is like, this is where we need to do the healing. And I think mm-hmm. that it is, I think there's like this in, beyond our comprehension, there's like this synchronicity here between the birth chart and the soul and our nature and what we're here to like learn. So we do want to explore Pluto a little bit. Um, now Pluto is very generational. So everybody who's born roughly around the year that you were born are going to all have their Pluto in, is your Pluto in Scorpio or are you Pluto um. in Sagittarius? I'm not sure to be 100% honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so those are, that's generational. So the sign is Mm. not as personal, but it's the house that Pluto falls in that we look at. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, we can explore Pluto a little bit, what house Pluto is in to tell us a little bit more about maybe some area that can be, that we need to put more focus on. Um, where more healing needs to happen. And so, and I also think that, you know, even just understanding the sun and the moon too is part of it. It's not that I would say that the moon is like past life energy as much as I would say that it is really part of our infancy and it's what we develop. And so that also becomes part of the patterning. And so like anything, it's almost like another message. Just make sure you grow, right? You don't stay too moon-like. Um, and we understand the moon is comforting and that's great. And the moon helps us in ways of keeping us happy and that's great. But we want to like prioritize the sun a little bit because we want to be, you know, vitalizing our life force, right? And just like really increasing our magnetic field. And the sun, you know, has a strong association with that. So I think there are other aspects to like understanding the soul a little bit also by understanding the sun and the moon and that polarity as well there's many layers and when we're 
were looking at back to when I was talking about, let's say, um, Scorpio and Taurus, if we want to know more information and pull in more things from the chart, we would like look at Taurus mm -hmm. and the ruler of Taurus is Venus. And then we would look to see what Venus is doing because that's going to tell us a bit more clues as to how we can move ourselves along. Mm. So taking a look at the house and the sign and knowing that there's something about that story that can be helping us get to the next place. Progress in life. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. When looking at our self note, I guess the key is just like understanding that that was our past and understanding that this is something that we might struggle with or like bang our head up against a wall with yeah. during this yeah. lifetime and learning that the North Node, like that's the direction, that's like what the soul came here to do, whether it be in your personal life, I guess, or your work life, but that's where you're going to feel like most fulfilled in life. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can be just like that. Like, so let's say somebody with the, the house placements that I just mentioned too, as well as the houses, not just the signs, but if someone is like, oh, okay, my South Node is in the fourth house and I keep over focusing on my family and getting you know having more children and like you know just it's like saying you know but your soul wants you to kind of move to the you wants you to express yourself more publicly and professionally and so to prioritize that so mm -hmm. it helps us with that it helps create create a greater understanding mm -hmm. so if we like I said we really the way when we really understand that and see it and and create more consciousness around ah oh, that's the archetypal energy of my south node <laughs> and and then the north node and and this is what that is and that's what I want to move towards um it's very helpful when we're trying to make decisions right mm -hmm. so if we're looking at our, you know we're in a place in our life and we're thinking oh, I've got to do that I want to do this or I want to do that I can't quite figure out what's the best decision really think does it sound like it feeds and supports and repeats south node stories or does it sound like it, it 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 evolves us and it it sounds like it's a north node growth story mm. and that really helps um to bring this into practical you know this this understanding of ourselves in practical ways mm. you know to to make good decisions and mm -hmm. ones that keep us progressing and just a quick note um <laughs> you know, the, the dance between the, the journey of the South Node to the North Node is not like super linear and, you know, one step ahead of the other, you know, it's like, it really does. Like I take three steps ahead and then I take two steps back and then I take one more step ahead and then I fall down again back. And, and it, it is a lot like that. I mean, you just have to have a lot of compassion and understand that that's natural, right? That's natural. So really increasing our compassion, um, it really helps to increase our compassion when we understand why it's hard because mm -hmm. it has such a magnetic hold on us that south node because it's so familiar you know mm -hmm. I often will use the analogy a girl who has an alcoholic abusive father marries an alcoholic abusive husband we empathize we understand because it's the familiar it's not really good for her but it's the familiar you know mm -hmm. south node's a bit like that's not that good for us anymore but it's familiar. Yeah, it's like staying. Why repeat it? Yeah, staying within the comfort zone. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Growth is always a scary thing and like going it, into the uncharted territory and the unknown. Like, yeah. Sometimes we just want to, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we just want to curl back up with our warm exactly. blanket and stay there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The moon seems like it's a key player in the chart, like in all sort of aspects, like oh, one of the most important things. Truly. It really is. Cause it, like as even the notes are the notes of the moon, right? Yeah. Uh, and the the moon in our birth chart is so incredibly powerful and Mm -hmm. then transits to the moon are so deep and then of course the progress moon is um many astrologers favorite forecasting tool Hmm, that's super interesting i'm curious about the the transits astrologers i guess can almost forecast like what could be happening based on where the planet placements are and is that always too when people are like oh mercury in retrograde and you know communication issues with everybody would that be like a a transit that's considered a transit Yeah. yeah is basically what the outer what the planets are actually doing in the sky mm-hmm. so they're not making like mercury's not making aspects to planets but we're watching the transiting motion of of mercury and he's going backwards instead of forwards that's why mm-hmm. everything gets all wacky right? mm-hmm. and that's apparent it's not actually literally happening but it's from our vantage point on earth and so it's our uh, that's how it's affecting us energetically yeah Mm -hmm. I find all that stuff so 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 interesting Mm -hmm. and it's like there's so much to know about all of this stuff about astrology as a whole and Mm -hmm. I mean you have such a depth of knowledge in this topic I'm curious too like for someone who might be interested in like diving deeper and possibly even creating you know a career surrounding this did you feel like at the start like how do you know when you're ready to even get going into it because I assume that's sort of a career path where you always feel like you have a little bit of imposter syndrome especially when you're starting out because you feel like how can you know it all (laughs) you can't you can't yeah I mean I'm still um learning like I, I I still will listen to workshops or um, listen to other astrologers to talk about, let's say, Venus, um, progress Venus, you know, that nothing's more exciting to me than to have a cup of coffee and listen to a workshop about progress Venus. Mm-hmm. I already know a bit about it, right, of course, and I've worked with it for decades, but, you know, there's always something more you can learn. So you, with astrology, you really can't go, okay, now I know it all, I'm ready to hang my shingle, or I'm ready yeah. to do readings. It'll never happen. Mm-hmm. And if someone says they know it all, then, you know, it's that yeah, that's not true. <laughs> so that's a concern. Yeah, it's quite a process, you know, um, to to become an astrologer. Uh, it's a lot to learn. You know, it's a, it is a lot to learn. I definitely recommend learning with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just learning on your own gives you something. But speaking to someone who's been using the, um, you know, using astrology to help people will have like a deeper understanding of really how it plays out and I really think it's so important also when it is handed down through teacher to student um, most astrologers hopefully will also pass down how important the ethics around it right because Mm. people are very vulnerable when they see an astrologer or you know a psychic or whatever um astrologers not psychics um I mean some might use that skill but astrologers we quickly to say this is a science we're like really studying cycles right and we're really understanding the archetypes and of course there's an art and there's definitely spirituality tied to it but it you know it is that anyways I digress um it's really important that when you do start to work with people um even if it's just your friend you know and you're saying something you have to be really mindful 
that you're planting seeds in their mind, right, as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, it can become, it can be something that's empowering or it can be something that can freak people out, right? Or it can be very concerning or very limiting, right? Um, this is how you are, you know, and then people need to, you know, they don't explore more or what have you, or they just like, they just make this assumption about themselves and they could hold themselves back, especially when you're doing transits and progressions, right? When you're doing forecasting, you have to be really delicate with that. It could be a very hard transit. And if you set someone up to say, this is going to be really hard and, you know, maybe there'll be death around you. And, you know, that's a lot for someone to carry and whether they're conscious or not, that does make an impact. So um, when you study with somebody, they, they hopefully can really show you the way about being really mindful about that and how we really, astrology is a wonderful tool, but it, you know, I think we should be, I think we have to believe very much and live very much with deep respect for free will. Mm. Right. And so I think that's a really important part. And sometimes that gets better conveyed when you're learning from somebody. Mm-hmm. but it's a process and meaning that you can learn the language so really understand the, the planets and the signs and the houses and then once you have that down and even before that of course the elements and the modalities and then when you have that down you want to understand the aspects so that aspects are the, the, the all the lines you see inside the chart so you see it usually is quite colorful and kind of chaotic looking that's basically saying the relationship that the planets had to each other when you were born and so how do those parts of your psyche so let's say mercury your mind and let's say moon your emotions how are they do they have a do they have a line to each other is there is there an aspect do they do they connect if they do great um do they connect in a a challenging way where you you know it becomes like a bit of a thing with you right oh you know you might speak your emotions to you know without really thinking about it and you find that it's always an issue and that's that could be a harder aspect like a square or is it something that's really easy for you it's like so natural for you to communicate your emotions and to like think that way and think about other people's emotions and maybe you have an easy aspect like a trine or something so you want to understand the aspects and then you basically start to learn the forecasting Um, once you have the foundation of the natal chart down and then there's a trillion other things you can learn right it's infinite you know it's infinite really in all the ways you can use the chart and all the cycles you can pay attention to and all of that And so the next step is then to practice, you know, is Mm -hmm. to just drop the chart of everyone, you know, and start to correlate, like, you know, observe and correlate, you know, it's very empirical, like I observe this, and I see this happening. And oh, my God, it's like, it's almost like every lovely Gemini will do that or have that tendency, especially if they're, you know, a a Gemini with a lot of fire in their chart, I'll often see that it comes out that way, or, you Mm -hmm. know, and so it's, it's just continuously observing people, continuously noticing the patterns. And then reading for people is okay, but letting them know, of course, that, you know, this is free will or, you know, and nothing I say should make you feel boxed in. And I'm learning, right? So <laughs> this is like, I'm exploring, I'm figuring it out, um, being really ethical in that way as well. Um, mm-hmm. So because, yeah, it takes a little while to really figure it out. And so it's, it's great. You can take notes and then you can like maybe tell some people a few things that you see and then get feedback 
because people will be like, yeah, that resonates. And I never thought of it that way. And that can really elicit like this deep conversation about that. And you will learn so much, right? So getting the feedback is really helpful. Mm. And of course, studying your own chart and really seeing it play out and the people you're super close to, because then you really have a more intimate view of like how, how that moon in Taurus really shows up, you know, because mm-hmm. let's say your lover has a moon in Taurus. So you, you'll really get to see that and know that. And the next time you see someone with the moon in Taurus, you're going to have like so much background information that you can share and then some of it will resonate some of it won't that's then that's the almost like the final step to reading charts is the uh, synthesis right Mm -hmm. it because there's so many you'll read oh you know it sounds like so contradictory so much energy sounds so contradictory you're a socialite and then the next planet it's like in the sign will be like you're a reclusive person and you're like what am I Right. And so um, it takes a while, but then you, it's, it's actually, you think a lot about parts therapy, mm-hmm. there's different parts of us. So you learn to like synthesize and make space for them all. And yet understand that they each come out at different times or they come out for different reasons. And so really synthesizing that. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of educators out there. There's lots of great books. The internet is amazing. YouTube. There's so many great things like to really help you on your journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find, because you've been doing this so long, I, I feel like astrology is becoming more and more popular and yes. talked about. Like, have you seen that transition throughout your career that more and more people are turning towards this kind of stuff? Yeah. yeah. I, I think all astrologers who've been in it, in the game for you know, more than 10, 15, 20 years are really mentioning like there's a resurgence. There's really, mm-hmm. it was, it was really, it was hot there for a while, like in the, um, in the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it might've went down a little bit for the nineties and the eighties and the nineties. And, uh, but it's in the last you know decade, I find that it's really growing, gaining momentum once again, um, which is a great thing, you know, cause because ultimately, I think astrology's greatest gift is that it, it raises the level of consciousness, you know, mm. amongst people, and it increases the level of compassion, you know, that we have for other people, because we understand people better if we can understand their chart. We certainly understand that it's going to be different from ours. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's making a, a resurgence. That's for sure. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like it's just like much more talked about and the internet has really helped yeah. with that because the information is sure. just readily available there for anyone yeah. who oh, wants yeah. to like dive into it and learn a little bit more. Yeah. It's such a gift. Yeah. yeah I'm so exactly. excited for, for that. And there's lots of like astrology conferences and, you know, it's just wonderful. It's a great community of people too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To wrap things up, if you could let everybody know, like, where can we find you online? Where can we book a reading with you? Um, what's the best? way to connect with you really the my website's the best it's Mm -hmm. inner temple healing arts so I just kind of changed my 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 business name and my website although you can still also find me and it's much easier just to say astrologyeve.com because I still have that um, it just redirects you to innertemplehealingarts.com and once you're on my website there is you can find me on instagram there also on facebook and then you can see the types of readings that I do and then in january i am going to start a level 1 
so I'm going to do, I, I was, I've been, uh, keep putting it off and, uh, for a few reasons, cause I'm working on other projects, but, um, in the new year, I'm doing the first three levels. The first level is the planets. And then it goes all the way. And we actually do some of the transits and progressions in level mm. three as well. Is so that like a course? Yeah, it's a course. Yeah. Level oh, cool. one through three and mm. it'll be on zoom. And so you can join from wherever you are and it's just one evening a week. Yeah. So um, that's where you can, but you can contact me through my website for that as well, if you're interested and get on my list. Mm, super cool. Yeah. yeah. For anyone wanting to learn more about astrology yeah, just, and dive a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to get the foundations. Right. And even if you already know a little bit about it, um, just like I know a lot about astrology, but I still learn something new from every astrologer. Mm-hmm. So if you're really interested in it, you just want to continue to nerd out and like, just like talk astrology and hear about it. It's very interactive as well. Cause I, you know, you, your charts get pulled up and everything like that. So oh, if you fun. want, there's always the option to, to not have that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Eve. This was, this was great. And I'll leave all of your information below so everyone can connect with you if they're interested. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Eve. I could literally talk about astrology all day long. It is one of my favorite topics just because there's honestly, there's so much to know about it and you can just keep going forever. And I just find Eve to be so knowledgeable. So it's really great to be able to pick her brain a little bit. Um, I wanted to share a couple of my favorite takeaways. So the first one just being about both the North Node and the South Node of the Moon. I am a huge believer in past lives, in reincarnation, and the fact that we are all spiritual beings here on Earth having a human experience. And the idea of the South Node being sort of like that pattern that your soul is stuck in, you know, the things that are familiar And us trying to have that growth within this life and move towards our north node. So if you draw up your chart online, you can see, you know, where your north and your south nodes land and dive a little bit deeper into that and just try to unpack some things about yourself and maybe gain a little bit more self-awareness and, you know, maybe have those things that are comfortable and keeping you in more of that stagnant position in life, like brought to light I just, yeah, I love using all of this stuff for a little bit of self-awareness and you can sort of pull from that, you know, where you might be needing to grow within this life as well. So another thing I loved was Eve's idea to to use the south and north node a little bit more practically is if you are faced you know with a challenging decision or you're not sure which route to take you know maybe use this as a tool and see you know compare it to your south and your north node and challenge yourself to to that growth in life and always make sure that you're following your intuition at the end of the day and doing what is right for you. I also loved the reminder that the journey from the south node to the north node is not always linear. Just like everything in life, you know, it's often we make it a few steps ahead and then we're knocked down a little bit and then we get back up and then we're knocked down again. So have a little bit of compassion for yourself throughout this journey and just take it day by day and as always, follow what feels good. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will leave Eve's information in the description if you were interested in joining her course to learn more about astrology or just connecting with her online. 
And otherwise, I will catch you in next week's episode.